man, that sport karate is a joke. That's not real karate. That's not my karate. My karate is the same as I learned from my sensei who trained the same way that he learned from his sensei, who learned from his sensei, who learned from his sensei when the monk brought down the secret training scrolls from the mountain and presented to him. And that's the way that we've been training. And that's the only true karate. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Apex Karate Performance Podcast. This week I want to touch on something that, that came up recently. As we're getting closer to the Tokyo Olympics in the summer of 2021, the topic of sports karate or competition karate is becoming uh, more widespread, I guess you would say. And a couple weeks ago, the uh, there was an article in the Japanese newspaper about how the JKF, the Japan Karate Do Federation, recently replaced uh, one of their head coaches and named a previous world champion to become the head coach, the training director for the Olympic team just a couple months out. And I'm going to read the title and part of this newspaper article. And what, what drew me to this was whenever there's something karate sports related or WKF karate related that gets into some of these social media and Facebook groups there's always the or let's say it's I, I find it amusing and in some ways frustrating to watch the angst and anguish and wailing and gnashing of teeth that happen uh, between or amongst or by uh, traditional karateka uh, in regards to to sports and so I'm going to kind of read this article and then we'll, we'll talk about a, a couple of things here. And the title says, Japan's new karate national team head coach turns to science in bid for Olympic success. Then following a harassment scandal in Japan's karate world just before the Tokyo Olympics, former world champion Rika Usami became the new coaching director to strengthen athletes at the Japan Karate Do Federation, introducing a scientific perspective to coaching in a martial arts world that values tradition. Then skipping ahead. After retiring from competition, Usami sported, I'm sorry, Usami studied sports science research at the graduate school of Kokushikan University and scientifically analyzed the difference between superior and inferior inferior kata forms from the viewpoint of movement analysis. Now I think there's a little bit uh, of the translation from Japanese to English that makes this a little bit unclear but then continuing on at an Olympic team practice session more than 40 cameras were set up in a 360 degree area around the athletes to record their movements the idea is to strengthen the athletes by introducing free viewpoint cameras which can th synthesize and check the images Uexa Ayumi who's one of Japan's uh, female Olympic karate athletes said I think it will be difficult to change anything drastically right away, but I want to keep practicing with faith in Usami. And so this was posted in one of the numerous karate groups on Facebook. And as I mentioned earlier, there was an instant wailing and gnashing of teeth about the detriment of karate as it becomes a sport. And one of the first comments 
kind of kind of paraphrase a couple of comments here, uh, both for and against. But one of the first comments is by someone who often ha has posted uh, n about negatively or, or uh, whatnot about competition karate. It says, is karate now moving into the area wherein exercise physiology and science-based training methods will now dictate the most efficient and a correct approach to the execution of kata, i.e. usami basai dai, anyone? I see the seminar business booming once this appears to prove itself. Unfortunately, in my humble opinion, I-M-H-O, it maximizes the advantage of the already physiologically gifted genetically. What does this bode for the deshi ordinaire or the, or the ordinary student in the neighborhood dojo? Is the bar going to be set discouragingly high, weeding out the less competent? And so, before I really go on, I first have to ask just what is karate? What is your karate? Is your karate the same as my karate? In 2021, karate around the world takes many shapes. We have you know, traditional karate, whatever that is. We have uh, applied or practical or realistic karate, a practical bunkai. We have kyokushin full contact karate, but you can't punch to the face. Uh, you have bogu or, or, or equipment kumite where they'll put like a helmet on and, and pads and go and bang it out. Uh, there's, uh, like I said, there's WKF competition. There's NASCA, I think it's the North American Sport Karate Association, which is, you know, even further out there, right? Uh, you know, there's, there's just so many different things out there, styles or ways of training or ways of competing that you can't really even say definitively what karate is today. Your karate is your karate and it's what you choose to make it. So does karate competition or sport karate, if you will, does it have disadvantages? Yes, absolutely. Of course it does. You know, some of those things that we see in, in kata, especially that aren't good are we see uh, screaming at the top, top of their lungs rather than a proper kiai. This is something that uh, I was really surprised at when I really started to, to look at what I was watching on, on YouTube again or, or when these, you know, it was, these events are being recorded and put out there and they weren't like that when, when I was, a, was an athlete. We also see excessive and unnecessary stomping, right, to show power. Unfortunately, even today, we still see geese slapping. And one of the worst things I've seen recently was when athletes started to arbitrarily make changes to the kata, change the directions or mix two together, uh, two different versions of a kata and mix them together and change the directions however they wanted. And what makes that worse was not just that the athletes were doing it, but that the judges allowed it and then even rewarded the bad behavior by awarding the victory to that athlete. And then you know what happened? those kata were copied with the help of Sensei YouTube and seen the very next month at the next competition. You know, so let's talk about kumite for a minute. One of the things in kumite that is often a common complaint is that it's devolved into a game of high-speed tag. And, and maybe that's true. Um, you know, with, with, without really valid techniques, if you will, or, or self-techniques that could be used in 
immediately used in uh, a real life or a self-defense situation. Competition karate can also bring an, an overemphasis on athleticism, often at the expense of bunkai. bunkai. Back in uh, when I was competing in Team Kata, I remember I found a note from 1999 where I wrote down on a piece of paper about competition including a bunkai aspect with Team Kata. And sure enough, four or five years later, WKF introduced bunkai into Team Kata as, as part of their competitive requirements that in the finals, uh, the team had to do a bunkai. Well, in 2021, what has that uh, evolved into? Effectively, just a karate demonstration. There's who can jump the highest or throw, you know, do and not even real throws, but because you, you can't hurt your your teammate, um, you can't do an armbar while you're doing a throw or or knock them on their head and stuff like that. So they're not real throwing techniques, more like jumping and landing on the ground. And it's become essentially a karate demonstration rather than an exhibition of bunkai of the techniques found in the kata. You know, another detriment uh, can be that competition comes at the expense, like I said, of the bunkai or of the traditional manners and respect most commonly found in traditional martial arts. And if you haven't, I talked about that in my, my previous podcast. And if you haven't... Uh, seen that go ahead and and check that out and now i want to circle back around you know and so let me let me step back here so these are some of the detriments that can come from karate and and overemphasis on some of these things but i want to go back now to the comments from this article about applying science to karate training and this person says i don't see this as a major problem Despite having zero interest in sport karate, what is it that we're really worried about? I often hear the idea that sport will take over the tradition due to popularity, but I rarely hear the traditionalists talk about how they intend to incentivize or convince their audience that their particular brand is worthwhile. Sport is often willing to try, to try different things to maximize results. That is what produces interest and change. Tradition often finds itself only concerned with remembering itself. I'm, I'm unsure why that is. I love tradition, but the thing that kept me interested in its pursuit wasn't a desire to preserve it. I was shown a why and given a way to pursue that why. But I think more often than not, instead of why, we're simply promoting a tradition without much of a context. Just do this because that's what we do. If sport is threatening, Perhaps that should be what motivates us to renew interest in the old ways. And see, this comment right here really struck me as this person really gets it, right? Oftentimes we hear, this is the way we do it. We can't, we're not going to do it that way because then that goes against our style or our organization's way of doing it. This is the way my sensei did it. Even because my sensei, you know, and I've, I've, ranted about this before about how you know well my sensei kicks this way and so i'm gonna kick this way well your sensei is 86 years old and you're 30 and he has a heat a knee and a hip problem and that's why he can't pick up his leg so why are we imitating that why aren't we kicking properly if we're physically able to so let's talk about some of the advantages of competition karate are there any 
I absolutely think so. And again, this is just my my thoughts and my opinion, and, and everybody is welcome to their own. But competition brings a higher level of athleticism to karate. Now, just a few minutes ago, I said that that can be a detriment. And if the overemphasis on athleticism takes place, then it becomes a detriment. You know, let's talk about the WKF recently changed their rules when they went back to points rather than flags for kata competition. And it made, it the, the score is divided up into technical score and athletic score. And the athletic portion is only worth 30% of the score. The technical score is worth 70% of the total score. So you see their intent there is to focus on the technique rather than who can just be the fastest and appear to be the strongest. But athleticism in and of itself is a good thing. Our athletes today are faster and stronger than ever before. You know, we can see many of these high-level international athletes on social media. A lot of them put clips of, of their, their training out there and the social media allows us to see insights into how they're training. And some of them really are training at an Olympic level athlete, at, or as an Olympic level athlete. And what's good about this is, is that this carries over to uh, the younger athletes. And some of these younger athletes are doing some of the same kinds of drills as professional athletes. The plyometrics, reaction drills, you know, using speed ladders and all of these type of things. So earlier I said that Kumite ha has devolved into a game of high-speed tag. And maybe it has, but, you know, there's some things that Kumite athletes, especially high-level ones competing at the WKF level, uh, are good at. And some of those things, one of the most important things, is spatial awareness. Being aware of their environment and how they maneuver in it being aware of their opponent's positioning and how to maneuver around their opponent. So let's talk about, let's think about that. Spatial awareness, opponent positioning, and how to maneuver around the opponent. Hmm. Do you think that could be applied to a traditional self-defense related karate training or drill or exercise? What else? Community athletes are accustomed to high-speed punches and kicks coming at them on a regular basis every day you know and maybe your specific dojo is different and you in your situation your your sensei or your coach or you as the coach or sensei are really good about pressure testing and uh, making realistic drills but if we're being honest in our traditional dojo how often are we really getting punched and kicked kicked in the face is it every training session? Is somebody coming at us full speed on a regular basis? How often are you required to move at that same level of speed? Are you moving the same speed that you would in a real life confrontation? Ah, uh, well, you know, well, we have to do, you know, kihon and kata, and then I have to teach, and yeah, that's, you know, I get it, right? Okay, so here's the question. How fast will a confrontation, a real-life self-defense situation occur? How fast do you think that you have to move or will your opponent be moving? 
in that type of situation? Well, the answer is pretty fast. So this is not a definitive list of all the positives or, or things like that. These are just a few examples of some of the positives that we can take away from competition. Now, does this mean that all the techniques in competition karate can be applied directly to self-defense or traditional karate? No, of course not. They need to be adapted to your specific situation or your drills or what you're trying to do. But we can take some of the concepts, the drills and training and apply them to how we conduct our own training. We can look and implement a more scientific approach to figure out how to make the body stronger and faster to increase our probability of persevering and achieving a positive outcome if we're ever in a physical confrontation. And so that's what gets me about, you know, some of these uh, people who rail against competition karate and, and, you know, especially this where they're talking about introducing a scientific approach to training is, well, our tradition is different. Well, you know, you're going to get left behind. And so in closing, I want to reread that comment that I read earlier. I often hear the idea that the sport will overtake the tradition due to popularity, but I rarely hear the traditionalists talk about how they intend to incentivize or convince their audience that their particular brand is worthwhile. Sport is often willing to try different things to maximize results. That is what produces interest and change. Tradition often finds itself only concerned with remembering itself. I'm unsure why that is. I love tradition, but the thing that kept me interested in it was, or kept me interested in its pursuit wasn't a desire to preserve it. I was shown a why and given a way to pursue that why. But I think more often than not, instead of why we're simply promoting a tradition without much of a context, just do this because that's what we do. If sport is threatening, perhaps that should be what motivates us to renew interest in the old ways. And so, regardless of our approach to karate, whether it's as a traditional martial art, as it's practical self-defense, or bunkai application, or WKF competition, our human performance should be key. Whether it's science or whatever if it's the best way to move the body or increase human performance to make ourselves faster and stronger then it should be worth a look at worth considering not and and not dismiss it just because it's different so i'll leave you with that and again this is just my uh, perspective and hopefully I provided you a different perspective as, you know, for you to look at competition and how some of the aspects of it can offer benefits to your karate training. Now, go get to work and we'll see you out there.